0: Oh hi everybody. My name is Matt Stores and welcome to Matt's Blaining. On today's episode I have somebody to talk about one of my favorite genres of music. Expert, please introduce yourself and tell us what you're an expert in.
1: Hey everyone. This is Tina and I my interest and my expertise I believe is in punk rock. You you kind of tend to know a lot about what you love, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm actually very involved with the local band scene, you know, a lot of like punk rock, mostly. And this is the older crowd. So like the veterans are kind of there since the beginning. There's other, I mean, there's punk rock bands, high school students that are play, have punk rock mm-hmm. bands 20 years okay. in their 20s, 30s. Now I'm in the, the older crowd. <laughs> we I all see. got day jobs. And then we just play kind of the dive bars on the weekends, and just do it to like keep it alive in our, and it's alive and thriving here Absolutely. in Phoenix, and everywhere.
0: That's excellent. My understanding of punk rock, to your point about being in the older crowd, is that the birth of punk rock is quite a while ago, especially by today's standards. There's a lot of people try to think of like their Mount Rushmore or like their their three heads. Uh, Obviously, Mount Rushmore has four heads, but in punk rock, I think that most people think of the three headed monster of the punk rock origins. And I think those are the first names of those are Hildegard, Wolfgang, and Ludwig, obviously the classical composers. Hildegard, obviously being a woman doing more chanting, punk rock, very famous for the screaming and chanting within the music. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart just completely changes the game in terms of the music that is being produced, how it's being produced, the chord progression, and just being able to master instruments without necessarily fully understanding them musically as opposed to necessarily being a full expert in those instruments if that makes sense
1: it isn't on the dates in Clockwork Orange
0: I believe there is a a fair amount of Ludwig von Beethoven and Mozart in Clockwork Orange I believe because I know he has the line about drinking his hallucinogenic milk And then listening to Ludwig von Beethoven. So I think that also helps with the argument with Ludwig as well of the fact of like, oh, in some of the depictions in our society, this ha- this music has been used to demonstrate kind of like a punk rock mentality, a breaking of mores and social cues, and really did a lot to help sell COD pieces as well. And if anything, also with Mr. Beethoven, the movie Sound of Metal demonstrates that there's nothing more punk rock than going deaf or going through some degree of major challenge and still wanting to play the music still wanting to compose still wanting to go out there every night you just you have the punk rock mentality of we destroyed a whole hotel room we got super super drunk we had all the quaaludes well we got another show so let's go and let's let's do some damage so to speak and i think what unites all punk rock in its current iterations of today and then in the 70s resurgence as well is kind of like the ideas of discord, social isolation, and frustration. And anger without a target is ultimately this pent-up rage and frustration. And how can we do that? And I think that with the, a lot of people don't know this, but going back to Hildegard and Mozart and everything like that, there was a considerable number of times, not by today's standards, were they really rambunctious or destructive But at the time, there's a number of times when there were a couple of instruments that were kind of destroyed. There was a little some nicks and scratches. And it was the big to do because they were like, hey, I have my conducting baton and I'm going to hit this violin. I'm going to hit this bassoon. And Mozart, I believe, destroyed a quite a number of bassoons. That's part of the reason why the bassoon hasn't been as popular that and the kind of the deepness of the bassoon. I think that that's been a big shame. There's been a big uptick in the bassoon, in punk rock, actually, in the kind of the modern day, using those classical instruments, bringing them into the modern day, saying, hey, we're going to use these things that you think are just for the opera, these are just for the symphony, and you're going to bring them into songs that are two, maybe three minutes long that have some anger, that have a hook, that have just this exuberance of emotion coming out of it. Now, based on what you've heard so far, about how much of that would you say was accurate?
1: I actually would agree with that, and I'm really glad that you brought that up because I, I wasn't thinking about how the classical music... Actually, they were like revolutionary punk rockers. That's true. And I'm actually going to have to add that up more and add some Mozart to my punk Spotify channel. I appreciate you bringing that up. And then and it just makes me think even even further back to like Adam and Eve. They were, If you think about it, they were the first punk rockers, it, even if they're not, didn't really exist outside of like a book that was written. But yeah, they, I think they defied God. And they're like, no, we're going to wear clothes. You know, we're going to eat these apples. We're going to talk to the snake. You can't tell us what to do.
0: Yeah, you've isolated us completely. We're going to get out of this garden. We're going to cause some havoc for millennia. I think that there's a strong argument, just that mentality of revolt and (laughs) challenging authority.
1: Absolutely. I never thought of that before. They paved the way, even if they're just a story in the Bible.
0: When did you first get into punk rock music?
1: Well, when I was trying to escape my mother's religion. I see. I was 16, and I started smoking. So they, they like kicked me out of the Jove's witness kicked oh, me okay. out. So I'm at the Smoker's Wall, and I meet all the punk rockers. And at that time, I was listening to the Smiths and Depeche mode and New Order, Madonna's New Opera. And when I met them, I started hearing my first like jfa and social distortion and seven seconds and all oh, my favorite fear and it's mm-hmm. just like was love at first no and i was just in it it just gave me a platform for all my angst and my rebellion and it made me feel like i'm not alone and uh, i have all this, these people this community
0: Right. I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, punk rock, like just the, the connection of music really brings people together in a lot of ways. And like finding somebody where it's like, oh, you also listen to this music? That's amazing. It immediately forms a bond.
1: It really does. Even, even I mean, at this age, I'm 50. And a lot a lot of the people in, in my scene are even older.
0: Mm-hmm. They're
1: 60s, 70s. We have some that are in their 40s. But We're like older crowd. And so I think that's even further far in between when you meet people that are like into the same music as you are. And music really is the thing that sets the tone for like, oh yeah, hey, you're my, my uh, clan, you're in my uh, brood.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, there's, there's this whole sort of dynamic. There's this idea that I've kind of encountered of... If people have that similar taste, your willingness to overlook some of their scruples and some of their negative, you become a little bit more lenient to like, I don't really like that guy as much, like personally, but he does like the Smiths, but he can, he can hang around. I'm not going to hang out with him outside of this. I'm not going to go to the water park with him, but oh, if he's at the show, I'll have polite conversation with him. That sort of thing.
1: Exactly. And and also being in punk like you you can like punk music but I also like funk. Right? I love funk. And I love uh, I love pop songs like Madonna <laughs> and oh what's her name? Oh no, I probably shouldn't talk about that. People will go boo. But uh it's okay. I, I, you can be, be who you want to be. Yeah. I love big band oh, and it doesn't matter because they're like you're 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 easily accepted.
0: Mhm. Absolutely. With Regard to punk's origins, what's your interpretation of how punk rock kind of got started? Like in the kind of the modern modern iterations of it.
1: Well, it originated out of punk. Actually, it was these '60s garage bands I see. were called punk, but they just like were getting together, jamming. They didn't really; they weren't exactly talented musicians. They just did their thing in a garage, and and then in the mid '70s. There was out of Detroit, the Stooges and MC Five.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: they came out. And then New York we had movies, the mm-hmm. Ramones and Blondie, Talking Heads, um, New York Dolls, Television. So we had those coming out. And it was the it was out of all this unrest in the economic in the economic unrest and unemployment was at an all-time high. And these kids didn't know what to do with themselves and they were angry and they were bored and they, they came out in this music that they started playing, just playing in dive bars. And and then in, in London, well, major cities in UK, it was Mm -hmm. happening too, social unrest. And so these kids, they were had all these strong political opinions and, and just, there's just nothing. So we're just going to get drunk and smoke and and play music even though we don't know how and it just and then they they just acquired it as it as they they actually formed their talent as they went along and -hmm. now there is such beautiful songwriting in in punk songs it's like even sex pistols has some beautifully written songs even though they didn't know what the f they were doing And then it became a fashion and it just spread throughout the world and it's it's just been going on ever since. I mean, even here in Phoenix, mm-hmm. there was in the in like seventy since seventy six, there's been a punk rock scene. Oh wow. And there it started with JFA,
0: mm-hmm. who
1: was came out of here. Then there was muddy Sphincter, City Girls. And that was all in the like like mid seventies or late seventies. Mm-hmm. And JFA, Mighty Sphincter still play
0: That's... to this day. That's great. How did you feel about like the kind of socialization of pop music that kind of started in the late '90s, early 2000s? How did how did the Phoenix scene kind of adapt to that, or how did you experience that kind of transition?
1: Uh, well, cause grunge, okay. grunge came out, and and then in Tempe, we have our little grunge scene with the Jim Blossoms, who I just mm-hmm. saw play two weeks ago. Oh, great! Yeah and refreshments. That's not my favorite. I mm-hmm. like more Nirvana, Soundgarden, grunge. Right. But I'm really proud. I'm so proud of that of that 90s early 2000 grunge stuff that came out. Mm-hmm. Of here, our hometown. Grunge came out from punk rock.
0: Absolutely. So it kind of splintered out from punk rock and like to create its own genre so to speak. It did. Very cool. How did you react when stuff started getting a little bit more commercialized? I know like the uh, the punk aesthetic started getting sold to people. Did that create any like frustration or concern when, when you started seeing people that you weren't seeing at shows kind of adopt buying the t-shirts and not knowing who the band was and stuff like that?
1: Oh, actually I kind of in the nineties, mm-hmm. I kind of took a break. I mean, for, Punk being my main music source, and sort of became a raver. Mm-hmm. I moved to London, okay. and I was just like going to raves. So I, I kind of wasn't around for that. I see. I mean, I would, and then when I came back, Phoenix, I would, I would go see bands like the Pixies, or the White Stripes, mm-hmm. bands like that. And I've never been one to buy a T-shirt, but I never judge anyone who does.
0: Okay, so that's good at least. Yeah, I mean, I always I've talked to people that like try to kind of gatekeep enjoyment. And it's always refreshing to hear people be like, oh no, if people enjoy it, they enjoy it. And don't buy the t-shirt. You want to wear the t-shirt, you can go ahead. And that's always refreshing to hear. This has been very informing. If people wanted to learn more about you or wanted to learn more about punk rock, where would you recommend that they look? Oh,
1: okay. Well, if you have Spotify, I started a, a channel and called Punk Rock Spectrum so that's okay. all you have to type in and that's my playlist and i it's about 3 hours long and it's songs it's songs that inspired punk rock to songs that songs and bands that punk rock inspired and i'm going to go in and i'm going to add some classicals some mozart
0: oh i love that that's that great is.
1: absolutely and who did you say hildegard
0: uh, hildegard van bingen i believe or Bangen. oh
1: i'll have to listen to that because i haven't heard it before Mm-hmm. I've heard of the name, but yeah. So I might have to add some of that too. So there's a lot of reggae too on there because reggae inspired inspired the UK sound. I see. Beginning UK sound. So also, if you want to go on my band page on mm-hmm. Facebook, it's called What Band Are You Listening To? Mm-hmm. And that's where I promote all the upcoming shows.
0: Fantastic. Tina, this has been so informative and such a delight. I really appreciate you talking to me today.
1: Oh, well, I appreciate talking to you too.
0: Excellent. My name is Matt Stores and this has been Matt explaining